welcome to episode 124 of the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast. Last time, episode 123 was called Hope in Action. And what we were talking about that day was a key principle out of Transformative Resilience, a book that we've talked about uh, in the recent past, written by the Marstons. And the point that we were making is that to get through hard times, and the point they were making, uh, to get through hard times requires taking action. It's not easy, but the alternative is to get stuck. And when things get difficult, we need to stay open to possibilities and take action. And that's exactly what happened when we were taking care of Lynn Bernstein and she needed to be cared for around the clock and we wanted to do it at home and we really didn't know how but we were determined to learn and so we took action and the amazing thing besides being able to care for her through her entire life here at home is that we now have this experience to draw on to be able to teach others and out of that comes a program that we've talked about before called Lynn's Legacy, Caring for Caregivers. And that is a part of this incredible document, the Strategic Plan for SCTT, our sponsor. And uh, Steve Rustad is key at putting this together. We all contributed. And so today we want to share some parts of that with you and give you a little update on where this stands. What she's talking about is something that's been very dear to our hearts in developing a program and a new part, a big part of our nonprofit, which originally was for veterans with post-traumatic stress. We called it injury. We don't agree that it's always a disorder. Um, and, uh, and their families. And we wound up helping a lot of the caregivers of the veterans. So it, it was already morphing into something more than we had started with. But then since the pandemic, and uh, since Lynn had, had her strokes, um, and many others have come to us for help, families and those that have had early onset dementia and Alzheimer's and difficulties, we've never seen so much of it before, um, it made us open our eyes to the toll that it takes on the families and the caregivers themselves. Our job has been to help them. Um, to give them support, to train them, and I don't mean just in the techniques of how to move someone in and out of a bed, but how to take care of themselves, and, and what really goes on dealing with someone who's very sick and ill, um, and how much it takes out of us. So we've now proceeded, and as she had mentioned, Steve packaged it. I have to tell you, this was a team effort from some incredible women that uh, worked as a team, who were very dedicated, all of them caregivers, um, but we work in teams, and this was just a carrier forward of our teams. But the brilliance, the passion um, that put this together is just inspiring. And I'm so grateful. I really am. But I want to, what really, what really touched me deeply when I saw the complete the results, Steve's very good artistically, and he did a beautiful job of putting together what these ladies had really formulated. And they did a fabulous job. But I want to read some parts to you so you get the fr framework of all of this because we learned a lot. We also learned something about resilience. You know, this is part of a core part of these podcasts has been Lynn's legacy, and this is why she was still alive. Um, and what we were learning 
and how important it was to be able to sustain ourselves and each other during some very, very trying times as Lynn was deteriorating. And we were also dealing in our work with other people that were deteriorating. Um, they're still, most of them are still alive, but they're deteriorating. So we've gained some kind of expertise. Um, we have a lot to learn, as everybody else does. But anyway, I want to read to you. I want to show you a picture. Uh, Steve does this kind of thing brilliantly. Um, the dedication is to Lynn. She was beautiful, mm -hmm. and I love her, and I miss her. Anyway, but let me read the dedication. Um, it says, this plan is dedicated to the treasured memory of Lynn Kelly Bernstein, a woman of enduring faith, strength, and grace. In life, until her last breath, Lynn loved sacrificially, expressed constant gratitude, courageously fought back from hardships, and never felt sorry for himself, for herself. And it says, thank you, Lynn, for trusting your caregivers to care for you as, as dementia claimed your life. Thank you also for giving them the opportunity to learn how to be true caregivers. You have inspired us to set forth on Lynn's legacy. Not beautiful. I'll show you another part that I, I, I mean, I love this stuff. I hope it works for you guys. Um, but it sure works for us, and it works for a lot of people in our community. This let, me isn't let me just say what, what Peter's going to read next. At one point, we asked each of Lynn's caregivers to write um, some thoughts about Lynn from their experience, and some of these quotes have been put into the plan. Yeah, and here's a picture of some of them. There, there, were, there were more. A couple more, yes. And Emmy. Mm -hmm. this, this group expanded. We had a lot of caregivers, and they were angels, every one of them. But this is, uh, and that's Lynn in the middle. But I'll read, let's see, uh, J.S., who's that? That's your host. You? Okay, so they put their initials after these quotes. <laughs> I don't always recognize them. Okay, it says, from Lynn's example, I learned what it looks like to have a marriage full of love, respect, and trust. As Peter's devoted wife and life partner, she has never held back. The depths of her sacrificial love and trust has helped make their relationship the richest one I've ever seen. She inspires me still as her desire to be with Peter daily sustains her life. That's from Jenny. That was Let's see another one. Read Kelly's for sure. Kelly's, okay. Yeah. Kelly was another one. She's on our staff. Um, I've had the pleasure of knowing Lynn for the past 10 years, so that's longer than that now. Working alongside of her has been a pleasure. Even though she's gone through so much with her health, she's been a great example of strength and determination to never give up in the face of adversity. She's also shown me the incredible courage she has to accept the help she truly needs from all of her caregivers. This time with her has been a true blessing and filled with so much love. She's an incredible woman, and I'm so grateful to be able to spend time with her. That's from Kelly Barling. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the last one, I don't know who wrote this, it says... Oh, no, that's not a testimonial. No. But you can read it. Yeah. Okay. okay, so you can tell I wasn't the one who wrote this. Okay. The experience of caring for Lynn has inspired us to create this, this valuable program in honor of her. As certified coaches and mentors, we're able to guide family met caregivers through the difficult and challenging process of taking care of their loved ones at home. The needs of family caregivers can vary greatly, so our program focuses on flexibility, 
training and support. It's built around each individual family and their particular needs. Our coaches are able to draw on their unique blend of compassion and expertise. Self-care for caregivers is imperative. We offer videos, podcasts, blogs, and training. In addition to one-on-one -on -one support to help family caregivers stay as healthy and resilient as possible. That basically gives you the, the background um, in the, the, the focus of the journey um, of where, we are where we've come to today, where we come to with this beautiful piece of work. I hope everybody who's watching this can ask for a copy of it. Um, we can email it to you. We can well. email it to you. It's beautiful. It's mm -hmm. inspiring. And it's very educational, by the way, because they've included a lot of uh, resource material, not just on the specific training, but more or less on the background of what caregiving and, and what caregivers go through. There's been an incredible amount of editorials mm -hmm. in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal on this. And uh, there's one that just came up this morning talking about exactly what we talk about, about the resilience that can come through adversity and pain. Yes. Thus, the Marston book. Whoops, the wrong one. This one I marked up, sorry. It's a little but, bit. Yeah, don't, the, the new ones look better. Yes. But anyway, the Marstons also um, talk about things that we talk about and live by, about taking the difficulties of adversity and challenge and not seeing them as a defeat or a failure um, or something to run away from, but it's something to engage with something to reframe as an opportunity to grow and to learn, to be creative, um, to do new things, and to see it as really positive possibilities. Now, in the midst of adversity, we're not talking about la-la land looking like, oh, everything's wonderful. We're talking about having our feet on the ground, and I'm not a la-la type of person anyway. But when you have your feet on the ground and you have this perspective, a challenge is just that, a challenge to grow to create, to find new opportunities and new things that will work under very adverse circumstances. Why do I think this is important? Because if you're a caregiver dealing with death and dying and serious illness, that's exactly what the process is like. And it's not an absolute. I mean, it changes from day to day. And what a good caregiver has to do, or a team, which we really support and develop, um, is how to find new ways to deal with difficulties that are just arising every day. And they're not repeats necessarily, it's new, new difficulties. And it takes a lot of creativeness. It also takes good leadership. And the Marstons talk about it and so do we. Um, I want to say how we are here. Yes, I'm the boss. Don't get carried away with that. Because I'll tell you why. Because I have teams of people around me that are so capable in their own right that putting them together is much more brilliant than I could do by myself. I can inspire them, I can put them back on track when they get a little off track, but generally speaking, they're, they're self-led in the sense of a, as a team. Jenny oversees a lot of the teamwork, but, and she's also a really smart girl. Not only beautiful, she is smart, right? and she's very um, good at this. About, about how to how to lead, how to keep people on track, how to bring speak to the truth of something that needs to be dealt with. So, and every person that's on our caregiving team has leadership capabilities in their own right. Mm -hmm. And we really, as a leader, we really reinforce bringing the best right. out of our team members. 
They can work in organizations with employees. A good leader is not the old style anymore, trying to control everything and having an absolute end result or dealing with the bottom line as far as numbers. We're talking about what does it take to really be resilient in this day and age when, when things are really changing all the time. And now I can speak about it to everyone. But, see, we lived in an ex a different reality, an extraordinary reality. But so have all of you. In the last two years, you've all gotten a real powerful hit of an extraordinary reality. And in that, it's, it's, it, it kind of brings things to the surface, the strengths. And also we've seen people not having strength and indulging that and running away or um, being paralyzed with fear and they don't do anything and they deteriorate. We have seen others, though, grow through the adversity. There's an article as of today in the Wall Street, in the New York Times, excuse me, mm -hmm. speaking about the four... Four ways to, to uh, promote resilience in 2022. So it's... And they're saying exactly the kind of things we do. And one of the mm -hmm. things they talk about is how important support is during these times. And I can speak, I've spoken to people today when I was eating at lunch about the wonderful town of Petaluma I live in. I couldn't do it without the incredible support around me. And wonderful people in the town, in the institute, all around me. And I need every bit of it. Um, to get through the grief and the loss of my marvelous wife, who I just love and adore still. but It's a matter of shifting your perspective, I think, and that's part of everything we read about this too, that if you are the kind of leader that you need to be in control of everything, yeah. uh, you're more often seeing those under you as competition or some kind of threat. Uh, the kind of leader you're talking about and that we see the value in is someone who wants to, like you said, develop everybody, bring out their best, have them contribute. It's not a competitive situation, it's a complimentary one. All right, thank you. Perfect. And the re she said, well, how am I going to integrate all this? Because we know so much, we have so much to talk about, <laughs> she just did it. Yeah. See, perfect. And one of the things about good leaders, the true leaders today, we call it authoritative leading, not authoritarian or whatever else there are. It's not permissive, but really what it is is being a human being first and having humility. The old model is very ego-driven by a lot of the leaders and for power and control. And they're not really thinking about bringing the best out of their employees, I'll tell you that, because that would be too threatening. We're talking about people as leaders who aren't threatened, in fact, they're smart enough to realize if I'm going to be a good leader and you're going to have wonderful results, then I want these people to that work with me, not just feel like employees, or, or I want them to know that they are, they are cultivated to become the best people they can be. And then the leader, to be honest with you, really looks good, <laughs> speaking for myself, because these people come up with brilliant solutions, brilliant action. Um, and we support each other, and we all have our low moments because this is hard work. We're not talking about resilience coming through easy times. It's usually for very difficult times. So we support each other. And if one of our people are sinking and it happens, then it takes another one of us to 
or the group of us to support and bring them to back to themselves. As Jenny can attest to, mm -hmm. she's learned the hard way. Oh yeah, that's that's true for everyone. I it's think, a hard. It is. It's hard. Yeah, being a leader is a challenge, and it, it, there's hard times involved. During difficult, very difficult work. Yeah. And the truth is, it takes a toll on anybody. We're not minimizing that. It's just well, how do you deal with it? How do you shift people from the overwhelm of emotionality that we all get through? It's tough when you care about someone who's, who's dying or very sick and get them to see it in a more positive light without being pie-in-the-sky nonsense. And we can, it can be done. And usually it's bringing people back to themselves and their strengths, not dismissing their emotions, but letting them know that they've got to deal with that separately, which we do encourage and help with them do. It's essential. Absolutely. We call, oh, we call that... Um, Pushing the pause button. Yes, but what about... Um, Hygiene that oh Dalai emotional Lama. hygiene yeah it came from the Dalai the Lama, Lama yes. yeah I can't yes. believe that I don't know him but anyway yes. but he was talking about no we're not saying there's not going to be emotion and that can be very overwhelming and disturbing speaking from all of us it is true yeah but you have to sometimes find a way to put that aside and focus on the work at hand and help the person in front of you who needs you. Um, that's not so easy sometimes when these situations are so demanding and so difficult. Yeah. And it's preventing contamination of your work and helping them. And then of your own issues and pain and taking care of that separately. So let me pose a question. We're getting a little bit close to the end. Oh Believe man, I'm just rolling now. I know no you're, kidding. you're just on a roll. I wow. know. But one thing we did talk about that we maybe could close with is you were pointing out that caregivers really are leaders. Now, someone who's a caregiver on their own may not feel like they're much of a leader. How do you see caregivers as needing to be leaders? Okay, the first thing that I, I want to really put out there about this, and I've heard this from family members of caregivers, is respect. When, I, when we're talking about a caregiver on the front lines, it's 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 a tragedy, but it's got to change. These people deserve respect. Their profession, what they're doing at home. If they're not professionals, they deserve respect for what they're doing. Um, that's the first thing, and to remember that they're doing something that's so important, and they are so valuable in their sacrifice, in spite of how they may be feeling. Right. And to remember that, and to give yourselves the credit you deserve, and, and also having the ability to be flexible, and not to put critical demands or expectations on yourself, but when you run up against a, a situation that's difficult, finding new ways to reframe it, so you see it as an opportunity for change and to do something hopeful and new. Now ultimately when we say hope, the person we've been taking care of is going to die. But in the meantime, we're not, we're, we can't anticipate all the way down the line. We've got to think in shorter, more present terms. And it can be very hopeful and very positive and very uplifting for those moments. A good caregiver has that quality. A good leader has to have those qualities, yes. too. If you're talking about the role, we're not talking about the role so much at all. But if it were, a good leader would be someone who inspires that kind of thing in the folk, people they're working with. Now, in our teams, I would say leadership changes at times. Oh, yeah. And helping each other, and all of a sudden, 
somebody else becomes a leader and can bring their strengths and perspective where other people may be faltering. It, that's a team approach and it's very effective. Mm -hmm. We're also talking about encouraging people and ourselves to move forward, not to fall back and look for doing things that used to work anymore because that's one thing that unfortunately you can't always do. No. In fact, most of the time you can't. For those people that want to run away because it's too overwhelming, and boy, you and I have been called in as consultants to see that, mm -hmm. where caregivers just can't, they're burned out, they want to run away there. We've seen it with other folks that find this to be so overpowering, and they become so frightened and paralyzed, they, they run away. Right. In the face of the need to go forward and engage and help, they disappear. Mm -hmm. That's also something that a team can work to prevent someone to to kind of short circuit that reactivity and to remind them of their strengths and help them work through whatever's coming. That's right. Mm -hmm. This is this is kind of an overall picture of a very difficult reality. Why do I think it's super important now? Because in the next decade, the need for caregiving is going to grow exponentially. The profession of caregiving is the fastest growing profession and vocation for the future. And it's happening, it's going to be fast because a lot of the um, baby boomers are getting over, you know, we're getting older. Yeah. So you're going to see money, much more of this. It's going to be a lot more pressure on families and professional caregivers. And we're going to have to come up with training that we have mm -hmm. and our program has. And that's, that's we're going to, yeah, that we will be returning to this. We will. And Lynn's and legacy is going to be the core of so much of what we do. So we want these podcasts to reach as many people as we can. We want to support those people that are in the field, on the front lines. Um, I want you to know that we know how to prevent burnout and how yeah. to prevent you from wearing out. Um, and we want to give it our best shot because that's, we are devoted and passionate to this part of our lives and the, your, your lives too. Anything that we can do to help you, we are willing to do. To get a copy of the strategic plan. I will tell everybody right now. Yeah. I'll let you let everybody know. This yes. is the one. Yes. The Survivor's Guide to Life podcast is sponsored by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, a 501c3 charity that depends on donations. They are at sctraumatreatment.org. We are the Survivor's Guide to Life.com. We have Facebook, Instagram, our own YouTube channel. If you would like a copy of the strategic plan, please email me at jenny at bernsteininstitute.com or call 707-781-3335. Thank you for joining us, and we will continue with this discussion, I'm sure. Can I say one, can I ask one thing? If any of you have the inclination, we have to start getting donations to help these families who can't afford caregiving. And um, we, get, we used our entire fund base at, in our nonprofit to help them. Now that we're starting this new program, we know we're going to need funding for these folks. So please keep that in mind. Any of you that have an inclination to help people really in need, please do it. And please yes. get in touch with Jenny. This is a worthy thing. It we really appreciate is. Your support. And, and you'll feel very fulfilled by what you're helping, really. And we, fulfill, we feel fulfilled in putting the message out and doing our work for this too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.